Welcome to I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here, where we are all allowed to be perfectly imperfect. My guests and I, we explore the different areas of perfectionism and how it has been affecting them. We also share some tips and techniques that will help everyone overcome their issues with perfectionism. My guest in this episode is Empress who is an international matchmaker. Amongst their members are Saudi Arabian royalties, diplomats, investment bankers, cover models, all looking for a long-lasting relationships based on love and friendship. Hello, Empress. Welcome. Amazing to have you. Welcome to you too. I have been so excited because it's an amazing subject what you're doing and I'm sure the audience are really excited to hear everything about love as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and yeah, of course. Your background? Yeah. I'm known as the Empress, the Empress of Dating um, and Love. So I actually set people up for marriage and find partners and long-term you, you you know long-term relationships um everybody comes to me internationally uh to find this so i do coaching and i do one-on-one international matchmaking for the high net worth and uh ultra high net worth uh, individuals yes i think you also i saw that you work with royals and Correct. yeah Correct. princesses and uh and really high level um individuals yeah hedge fund owners and so on so that must be amazing and i just about perfectionism because the podcast is about perfectionism how how did it affect you well i'm not a perfectionist Yeah, so I, you know, perfectionist as in, you know, you wanted to do, you know, a really, really good job. A healthy perfectionist, yes, I think I am. Um, So it really affects me in a healthy way. Um, My clients, you know, people maybe who I deal with, they have different different levels of perfectionism because they're high, high achievers, very, very, very high achievers. And sometimes the religion and culture affects um their you know mindset around perfectionism um and how they feel about uh being being perfect so that transpires into the relationship that they're looking for their religion or their culture can be quite restricting and also they have to be so perfect in their own life whether celebrity or royalty a lot of things can be put put upon them so it's mostly about dealing with clients so you go for excellence you want to do the best you can uh, for the individuals that you're working with who amongst them are perfectionists there are some perfectionists amongst them okay so how are you how are you dealing with their um their perfectionism how is that affecting the work you're doing for them well, I think that some clients, when they, you know, really are trying to be extremely perfect and get a partner that's extremely perfect, then that's when I have extended team to come in and support them and maybe guide and nourish them. 
um, in maybe more healthy choices. Mm. The choices don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Do you have any examples in in terms of how that yeah. if that affects how that affects how, how that affects finding love and yeah. perhaps when they find love, how that affects that that interaction. Well, I think before finding the love, it can really, first of all, I spot, first of all, before finding the love, it can really affect people in general because they can really think, example, we need six foot two, uh, not not anyone under, we have to have six foot two or above, example. It's just an example. Yeah. Love comes in all different shapes and sizes and it's not a height, it's not a specific you know kind of package so that's an example of someone wanting perfection in a partner mm. or they have to be you know supremely athletic or they have to be highly highly educated oxford and cambridge even though they may not be so this is i think this is an example of wanting perfectionism in a relationship yeah and what happens when you actually match make them let's say you found someone six foot two <laughs> you know and they're like you know what yes that's that's great i'm i'm happy with the looks and then what happens do they look for more perfect areas in their uh in their newfound love partner perfect areas in their partner what else what else what else do they want yeah so as they meet that partner for example if they were looking for six foot two and you found them somebody and mm -hmm. they got together do yeah. you find in your experience that they are like yeah okay six foot two that person is the person the right person for me or do they actually start looking for other other um yeah correct yeah because six foot two is not we we all know that um somebody's physical attributes or height is doesn't make chemistry or love and a connection um a loving future connection that's that's but because of the perfectionism and the per perfect life and their thoughts and feelings around this and expectations on themselves the perfectionism goes towards the attributes of other people and it may not it may be of a six foot two basis, then when they get the six foot two person, then that doesn't mean that they're going to align. And I feel like people really should think of being maybe perfect. You know, I'm looking for perfectionism in a partner who makes me feel good or we share, con you know, connective feelings or we want to, you know, we have hobbies and interests. That's probably where I think perfectionism should be placed instead of physical attributes. Hmm. And, and and perhaps also in terms of you know putting it as perfectionism, uh, maybe just looking into the the values and the attributes uh, in that partner. Uh, however, uh, to to a certain level, I guess because mm -hmm. because we are not you know we are only human and there's nothing perfect about us. Uh, we right. all go around just doing doing our best so how, may I ask how long how long you have been doing this very exciting job international matchmaking well I've been dealing with people and love and matching people and luxury since uh probably I was 19 years old 20 
So I've been doing, you know, this whole area and involved in this whole area for a long, long time. Um, but my online platform and, you know, my, you know, wanted to get more exposure in terms of the matchmaking was actually been set up for three and a half years now, which is the online presence. Right. Yes. And 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 do you are you busy? Do you get a lot of because I think that with also COVID and everyone even before COVID, everyone being so busy, uh, yeah. and and really not meeting each other as they used to before, not going out as much. Well, I think when it's COVID and the crisis, my clients are of a certain percentage of the population so the crisis on there's a lot of things that have happened like now the you know the financial crisis doesn't affect them Mm. so they have their luxury they still want to they still have their you know income to spend disposable income to spend on cutting out complete nonsense and you know internet dating they have that to spend on themselves they still give themselves luxury so for them, it doesn't it doesn't matter. So yeah, we have been busy in lockdown. I was busier than I was before um, because I was on. You know, I made my platform online, uh, mm-hmm. visual and dating for people. So there was a lot more people all over the world that couldn't travel and and get out and get you know get connected. So they came on board. So how does it work if if someone comes to you? They put those uh, requirements. Well, yeah, there's quite a lot of process to it. So there's a lot of vetting goes on. There's a lot of, I don't take everybody on. Um, I, only if I feel that they, you know, are, are, are in a good place to find love and they're serious about finding a connection and someone, some, someone you, you know, they're a healthy, it's a healthy feeling about relationships. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know take all this into consideration I get a lot of referrals a lot of people find me in the magazines or um, edits and prints and and then I kind of me and my team we you know we take time to uh, speak with them and meet with them and do background checks and make sure that everybody's in a good place to go to go forward so yeah we that's how we kind of start and then the process is we fill the application form in and you know we see if there's someone of a good fit you know, so somebody really have a lot of specifics. Some people may live on five different continents. Yeah, so it's it's really really different than any of the dating apps. Really, Absolutely. you do it, you do it personally by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, we do personally one on one matchmaking. And the internet dating is is dead. Yes, now <laughs> over. Yeah, and uh, yeah, left, right, left, right, yeah, right. So once there is a match or matches, do they then meet each other on on the internet? No, in person. Every meet person. Everybody wants to meet in person, connect. You know, the the yeah, everybody meets in person and has dates. And goes goes from there. So nothing is like the internet. Everybody is is matched with compatibility with you know everybody's high net worth individuals, professional. So you 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 know the higher econs of society. 
So everybody is this and everybody is put together based upon, you know, do, do people want the same thing? So we, you know, are they going to have a connection? Yeah, that's amazing. So they would have to make a journey. Mm. If, you're, if you're covering continents, I guess some of them, yeah. they're much. And as you say, they need to be ready for love and they need to be ready to make that take that step and make that sacrifice to fly maybe halfway around the world to to meet the well, a lot of clients they travel so they have homes and then they travel as well for business so you you know somebody may i've got one client she has two two homes and so she lives between dubai prague and london mm-hmm. she works in london but she has homes in prague and dubai so it's easy for her to travel around and have more options than some people may do it on the internet and stuck mm-hmm. on city. But yeah. are there uh, certain countries where you have, or you can say continents or countries, where you have more clients than than other areas of the world? Where mm-hmm. you- no, because it's because it's actually seasonal. So you you know, in a summer season, you may you may have more clients at one time of year, and then maybe. New York, you may have some more at Christmas higher than London, so it just it just is seasonal. There's never one, you know, one time where another continent has consistently more clients for me personally than than other continents. Mm. So it just it fluctuates depending on seasons normally. And you are based in London, aren't you? based in London, yeah, May. You mentioned uh, that you do get some clients who are perfectionists. Yes. How was it for you when you first started? How yeah. was it for you when you were not quite so aware these clients? And how did you kind of learn along the way uh, to to deal with them? So we deal with a lot of people that feel safe to come to us that have to deal with different cultural and religion religious backgrounds. So they may be restricted and have perfectionism put and forced upon them due to their religion or cultural beliefs. And sometimes they face discrimination and they, they feel comfortable to come to me and feel they can have a choice and start to explore that choice within choosing a partner or a life partner or just being women and men in their own choice amazing that's really amazing so you're providing this really safe space for people uh to find love and and lifetime friendship as well so that's um, a really beautiful thing to do and i'm sure the world needs more love and as people become more lonely uh, there's certainly need for good matchmakers. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, good good matchmakers. Because when I started, I, you, you know, it was obviously thinking it was just about love and just. But there's a whole different different expectation and different different needs out there of support. People mm-hmm. may live in uh, Dubai, or they may live with royalty, or they may be celebrity or a singer, and they just want to escape. They just want to escape and just come and have consultations with me, sometimes for a whole year, 
just exploring what their choices are for themselves without family involved or their other expectation um, and perfectionism put on top of them. So then that's for me to support them as people. Yeah, so we are also talking about the social pressure, so the perfectionism that's being put upon them, people's Mm -hmm. expectations of them. Uh, And there is probably also part there that what they think that people are expecting of them and not Mm -hmm. necessarily Mm -hmm. really being expected of them. Like, Mm -hmm. if if it's a celebrity, well, people would expect me to go out with somebody, someone like this, and uh, and it has to be a person like this and like this. Mm-hmm. as well so there comes some rigidness and for people to just feel that they have the independence of their choice they may just say well we can just go into a safe haven with Latham International and we don't need to necessarily pick anybody we just need to you know we're not pressured we don't have to have a date we can just talk about the topic we can just get, get some sort of support and and feel like we we have a voice that really is amazing so- even in the LGBTQ community yeah, perfectionism with their family putting perfectionism on them does not allow maybe some people to be gay or transvestite or bisexual. So because of that perfectionism due to their family again or their peers, they may feel like they need another outlet to ex- outlet to explore love and again freedom. So yeah, so again there is that pressure about how things has to be. And um, within, as you say, within the family, within the social network, mm-hmm. the social constructions of, of their surroundings, yeah, uh, how they must be and that they yeah. cannot be any different. Mm-hmm. And so, th- and they feel, perhaps they feel that that's not for them. So they come and talk with you, exploring. And also strengthen their voice at the same time they may feel that they can actually go back and say, well, I don't want to do this, or I don't feel like I want to pick this person. I, I, I actually, or, or even explore their own, you know, interest. Well, they might come away with us and think, well, what do I feel and how, what kind of people do I like? You mm-hmm. know, so it's a self-growing uh, platform that we have as well. So that people don't just come to us necessarily and say, we know who, what we want. We, can you please set us up with matches? We also have a discovery program so people can maybe discover themselves and take some time. They can then learn more about themselves. It's a kind of self-discovery, isn't it? Yeah. To know themselves and what they want Mm -hmm. as far as love is concerned. And, of course, if you are not so sure about what you want, how are you supposed to find love? How are you Mm -hmm. supposed to know what you want from the other person, right? That's correct. Amazing. Well, do you think there's anything that we haven't covered that you feel is important to add here about love and perfectionism? Well, I think that it's important for people to realize that, you know, perfectionism and love, it's really good to always really go at and about relationships and finding partners with a really you know, soft cape, not too tight around the neck, you know, to be, you know, to always think outside the box, to be easy on ourselves, to be gentle, to be loving, to be kind, 
and you know start with ourselves. And perfectionism um, is really beautiful and it's fantastic. And I'm sure it's got many facets that are really lovely within that. But it's also nice to recognize that perfectionism can have a detrimental element as well. Absolutely, what we are really trying to highlight that perfectionism is hiding behind a posh word but it's a lot about just constantly trying to put your self-worth on things on your successes on on what you do on your partner on your job so not you as a person but in everything you do so yes it's absolutely detrimental but as you say going for excellence on the other hand and learning from mistakes and being okay with it and being completely flexible about making mistakes is on the other hand okay you know yeah mm-hmm. it's the road for self-growth uh, yeah it's been really amazing to have you as my guest and thank you so much for your time I'm sure this has been really interesting yeah thank you it's what amazing amazing show you've got and all the podcasts that I listen to absolutely phenomenal so forward <laughs> to hearing this myself <laughs> thank you even if it's one person that we can help that they can find something familiar and something oh moment (laughs) and they know that they're not alone we just want to raise awareness to the detrimental effect of perfectionism so thank you so much for joining in and being a part of thank you for joining us in i'm a perfectionist get me out of here podcast if you enjoyed this episode please do leave stars and a review help me spread the word by sharing this with your friends and family. My practical manual, Transformation Through the Power of Quotes, will help you or someone you know get through tough times and feel happier. It is now available on Amazon paperback and Kindle. You can also check out our website, mindandmood.co.uk. Thank you again. And remember, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Bye for now.